0: Hey everyone, it's Jeff from MCS Mag, and if you're like me, you own at least one knife. Probably more like five, some of you probably even 50. (laughs) But personally, I always have mine on me for personal protection, because I always like to have a backup for my concealed handgun. But, just like handguns, not all knives are built the same, nor are they all truly designed for combat and personal defense. Well, I had all but forgotten this next interview that I did at a very, very beginning of our podcast, way back before the MCS magazine was actually launched, uh, back when we were with the uh, the International Society of Quarter Combats. But in it, I take you through my selection process to help you choose the right knife for your personal defense arsenal. Check it out now and let me know what you think with a comment on our blog. Here you go.
1: Tactical Firearms Training, Urban Survival, Close Quarters Combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival.
2: Any knife can be used to defend yourself in an attack. But then there are those knives that are specifically designed for the purposes of tactical defense. From grip to blade, they serve one purpose. To kill, if necessary. While there is certainly skill needed in order to wield a knife effectively in a real knife fight, your chosen weapon can certainly mean the difference between life or death. And should your life depend on the power of the blade you carry, it stands to reason you would better do your research now on what features you'll need to survive. And that's what we'll discuss today. Hello, everyone. This is Buck Green, Operations and Broadcast Director of the International Society of Close Quarter Combatants, with another survival podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and patriot. And joining us today to discuss how to choose a fighting knife is, once again, our own ISCQC president, Jeff Anderson. Jeff, welcome to the program.
0: Thanks, Buck. Good to be here, man.
2: Now, Jeff is a 10-year combat veteran and a lifelong martial artist and combatives trainer. With his creation of the International Society of Close-Quarter Combatants, he's pulled together the top experts on the planet to provide fellow survivalists like you with advanced training in hand-to-hand and weapons combat, tactical firearms training, and urban survival strategies. You can learn more about Jeff and our ISCQC organization at www.iscqc.org. Jeff, what are the biggest mistakes most people make when choosing a fighting
0: knife? Uh, Probably the biggest mistake to make is they just go after poor quality knives. And it's really easy to get pulled into this trap because if you look in like a lot of catalogs, you'll find a lot of, you know, black ninja death daggers that you can find, and and they look like they're fighting knives. I mean, they, they look great, but when it comes to the quality of them, they're just not up to snuff. I mean, if you look at a fighting knife in, in what you're going to be using it for, to defend yourself and those that you love, then at the moment that you need it most, you need to be in the, you know, the best quality knife that you can possibly get. So if you're cheaping it out because something sounded great or something looked great, but it wasn't really made of good enough qualities, then when you need it the most, it might not be there to serve you, and we're talking life or death here. The other thing I would say is, Uh, Poor defense design. So, again, it could even have good quality. It could have a good quality blade. It could have a good quality steel. Um, But a lot of tactical knives really aren't very well designed for actual combat. Uh, and, And I'm talking about expensive knives that you might find in tactical catalogs and things like that. Because a lot of people that are teaching knife fighting aren't teaching it in in the mode of what actually happens in a real knife fight and the different things that can go wrong in a real knife fight and how you need to hold a knife and how you need to use the knife. So knives by the, a lot of knives by their own design aren't well suited for the unpredictability of a knife fight in combat. And I would say the, the other thing that, the other big mistake that people make really with the legal implications of the knife that they have. So, again, they might have a a really fancy, tactical, combat-style knife, and if they ever have to use it for personal defense and you're ever brought into court for it, well, that's when people are going to take a strong look at the knife that you chose. So it may have served you well during combat, and you're alive, and that's great. But when the prosecuting attorney holds up the black ninja death dagger and shows it to the jury it makes you look like a person who is just waiting to be attacked or just waiting to kill or just being or just waiting to stab somebody why else would you buy a knife that's designed for killing somebody so uh, depending upon the 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 environment that you find yourself in and the reasons why you're carrying a knife, and those can vary among you know depending upon what your job is or what your you know other other circumstances, then you have to also consider the after effects of an actual knife fight.
2: Jeff, what are the most important features someone should consider when choosing a fighting knife?
0: Well, when choosing a a fighting knife, you really need to base your decision on the environment that you're going to find yourself in, and what I mean by that is Soldiers are going to carry a different knife than law enforcement. Law enforcement is going to carry a different knife than a civilian. So depending upon what you are going to possibly need a knife for in everyday carry or what you might have to use it for for combat, that's going to be a big decider in in what you're going to choose for your your, your fighting knife. But some of the features that you want to consider are going to be things like grip. Really, if if you can't hold the knife or hold it in a way that you can attack with so that it performs well, then that knife is really not of very much use to you. So the grip is very important because you have to be able to, to, to get a hold on it and hold it during the melee of combat in all of the environmental uh, considerations that you have in a real knife fight, whether it's external uh, considerations like the uh, you might lose your balance and you need to hold onto the knife well enough or if it's environmental concerns like you know if it's slippery from sweat or dirt or mud or blood even so the grip is is very important in in how in when you're choosing a knife the next thing i would say is the blade itself again you want you want a good quality blade a a a, a, a good quality steel is going to hold up better than a lower quality steel. You need the, you need a, a blade to be sharp when you need to put it into use. The other thing is that in a knife fight, you are going to possibly either be stabbing or slashing. So the blade itself should be should lend itself to being able to attack from a number of different ranges, or not I'm sorry, not a number of different ranges, but a number of different uh, methods. Because it's very unpredictable. A knife fight is very unpredictable. So you don't know exactly how you might uh, be attacking with it. I mean, you could you could train for the twelve ranges of of this or that, but if you ever watch real fights with a knife, they're they're not very co- well choreographed. They're not very pretty. They're you know, so you'd never know how you're going to be able to or how you're going to have to attack with the knife. The other thing I would say that you need to consider the ease of draw. Your knife is only going to be good for you in combat if you can even get to it. So if you have a, a, a combat folder, as an example, and you have it in a pocket somewhere, well, you have to be able to get to that very quickly and also be able to open it up very quickly. Now, that's that's made even harder if you're ambushed and you have to fight your way just to be able to get to your knife to get it out. And the adrenaline's going to be flowing. So you're not going to have those fine motor skills to be able to open up a combat folder. Um, and if you are struggling in a grappling situation, even a ground fight, which which happens very often in in an actual fight, then it's even it's even harder to get to that knife, but then even when you get to it, are you going to be able to open it while you're grappling at the same time? So these are all really, really, you know, strong considerations of what are your actual threats that you might face in a scenario in choosing what your best option is for a knife. Okay, you've been listening to my interview on choosing the best combat knife for your personal defense arsenal. We have a lot more to get to, including the best blade design for real edged weapon combat, the often overlooked grip tips have very few combat knives actually get right and covert ways to carry your knife for ready access when you need it lightning quick. but first check out this special message.
1: Imagine staring up at a six foot 9, 350 pound biker dude, rage in his eyes ready to cram a beer bottle down your throat as payback for bumping into him. Would you know exactly what to do? Without cowering in fear? Without begging for mercy? Without getting stomped to the floor and beaten while your family watches in horror? You will now with this simple three-step plan. One, don't take your family to biker bars. That's really kind of stupid, isn't it? Two, harden your mind with bulletproof warrior confidence. And three, master your own secret bag of shockingly powerful fight tricks. Waiting for you and your free DVD, you can claim now at DefeatLargerAttackers.com. In a real fight, you don't have the option of losing. Not when your life or the safety of your family hiding behind you is on the line. You need to know exactly what to do in those first few seconds of an attack and end it quickly and walk away with your life, your loved ones, and your pride intact. In this free DVD, you'll discover the street fighting secrets for how to knock a bigger, stronger man head first into the pavement with brutal, unstoppable power and speed regardless of your size, strength, or even if you've never been in a fight before in your life. Claim your free DVD now while this offer is still available at www.defeatlargerattackers.com and unleash your true potential to kick ass. And now, back to the show.
0: Okay, we're back with Buck's interview with me on choosing the best knife for your personal defense arsenal. And there's a lot more features that we need to discuss. So hopefully you have your own knife out and are going down our checklist about what makes a knife ideal for real-life combat. If not, get it out now, and let's go back to our interview.
2: Jeff, what is the best blade design someone should look for when choosing a fighting
0: knife? There's a lot of things you should look for in the blade design. This is, you know, this is ultimately what's going to be saving your life is, this, is the blade itself. So obviously you want to take extra care and precaution to choosing what type of blade you're going to be, you're going to be using. The most expensive knives that are out there use a better steel good quality steel is going to be sharper it's going to it's going to stay sharper longer it's going to hold up to the rigors of the environment that that you might be in the better the most expensive knives use you know typically like a like a 440 series or better type of a stainless steel so that's what you want to look for at a, at a bare minimum the other thing you you should look for is if you can get it is a double edged blade Now, the reason for that is, is that you never know how you might, you know, uh, it's unpredictable of how you're going to be holding the knife. So as an example, you might drop the knife and have to pick it back up. When that happens, are you going to be able to pick it up the exact way that the knife wants to, you know, that you would normally attack with? If it's a single edged knife, is it going to be, is the blade going to be pointing in the right direction for you to be able to attack with it? With a double-edged blade, you don't have to worry about that. No matter how you pick it up, the blade is always going to be there and be able to be used. So if you can find a double-edged knife, that's always gonna, that's always gonna help you out a lot more. Also, I recommend that the blade be serrated, at least on one edge. Serrated blade, serrated blades are, are sharper and they cut through cloth much better. So, in in a circumstance where even in in a rescue where you might need to have have to cut through a uh like let's say a seatbelt a serrated knife will go through it much better than a a regular straight bladed knife well considering it in a in, in knife combat the person that you're attacking is most likely going to be clothed and perhaps even heavily clothed you know they could have a jacket on they could even have a leather jacket on so a a regular standard straight blade is gonna have a harder time getting through fabric than a serrated edge is. So a serrated edge knife, at least on one side, has a better, has a better chance of getting through clothing so that you can get to the person's body to be able to attack them appropriately. And the other thing I would say is when you're choosing the blade design is you have to think about whether you want a fixed blade or a folding blade. Now, this, again, this goes back to your environment that you're in. So carrying a, a large, you know, a long straight bladed knife as an everyday carry for just the average Joe citizen is not going to go over well in court or probably with law, law enforcement, even when it's legal to carry. However, if you are a combat soldier, then having a fixed blade knife that you don't have to open that if you are ever in hand to hand, I'm sorry, if you are ever in close quarters combat, then you don't have to worry about opening up. You can just grab the knife and attack. So you really have to, again, consider where, what your env- environment is and what you can legally carry as well as what will look appropriate in court should ever be showed to a jury.
2: Jeff, many people often overlook the importance of the grip when choosing a fighting knife. What features do you look for in your selection?
0: Yeah, the grip is very important when it comes to choosing a fighting knife because that's ultimately what you have to hold onto in order to attack properly. So you have to be able to deliver, you have to be able to hold onto the knife first of all. And then you also have to be able to deliver power using that knife, and that can be made especially difficult in, you know, in in a knife fight because of the the circumstances that are that are involved. And in I'll give you some examples of that. But first of all, I would I would look for an ambidextrous hold. So, you never know how you're going to be holding the knife. You can, you can pull it out the way you normally train for it, and it'll always be there during training in your hand the right way that you always plan for it. However, when the adrenaline is going and you actually have to use it, you have to pull it out to attack someone or defend, to defend yourself, then, you know, just with the adrenaline rush that you have, and the loss of the fine motor skills, you might not grab the weapon the right way, you're normally used to training with it. The other thing is that if you do drop it and you do have to pick it back up, are you going to be holding it the way that you need to be holding it? So it, an ambidextrous hold is really, really helpful. So you should be able to hold it in either your left hand or your right hand without any problems, and then either in a forward or a reverse grip. So either way that you hold it, you should be able to pick it up no matter which way, it does not matter, and it should always be in... in in a a mode where you can attack with it without having to shift it around anymore. The other thing I would say is you'll see a lot of tactical knives that have finger grooves. Avoid finger grooves. Uh, While they may look great for combat and they are meant to give you a better grip on the knife, they force your hand into one specific configuration to be able to employ that knife. And again, in a real knife fight, you're, you know, you, you could you could lose the knife and have to pick it back up. Then you'd have to pick it back up the right way. It might shift around in your hands, and then all of a sudden, it's very uncomfortable. You're not getting, it, you're not be able to, able to deliver enough power, or you're you're attacking, but you're attacking with a non, you know, sharpened side of a blade if it's a single edge blade, which a lot of these are. The, the most of the ones with the finger knurls in them and the the, the finger grooves in them. Um, are only single bladed because they're meant to be used one direction. They're oftentimes curved and have those those finger grooves, so they're meant to to work in one direction. If you're holding it the opposite way, then all of a sudden you're not really attacking with a sharpened instrument. You're just kind of beating the person. Uh, the other thing I would say with the with the grip is look for a non-slip grip. So you need to take you need to consider what the environment is or what the what the factors are in a knife fight. It is most likely going to be, you know, you're going to ha- your hands are going to get sweaty. They're going to have dirt on them or mud on them or somebody else's sweat. Uh, but most, most importantly, if you're actually attacking with a knife, there's going to be blood on your hands. Now this is, you know, obviously a reality that you need to understand that with a knife fight, you know, somebody's going to get cut. And if you have the knife in your hand, that means there's likely going to be blood on your hands and blood is very slippery. So likely that blood is going to be on your hands and the handle. So if your hand slips off of it, off of the handle, then you're either going to lose the knife and not be able to use it, or you're not going to be able to deliver enough power because your hand's going to be sliding up and down the handle as well. So you need to make sure that the handle itself is perhaps rubberized so it has a real, um, a real flex grip to it that you can you can get a strong grip on it. Um, or it has cut grooves in the metal. But oftentimes again that's not you know, that's really that's good if your hands aren't really slippery. But even those cut grooves aren't gonna give you a lot of of um you know, they're not going to give you a really strong grip. So one of the things I tell people do is to take some stairs tape from the local hardware store. It's, it's almost, it's like sandpaper on one side and it's sticky on the other side. And just a, a couple of strips of that, thin strips, one on each side of the handle, will give you a much better grip. That sandpaper is, even in a, in a slippery environment, works really, really well. An example of what you don't want is something like the, uh, you know, like these, you see these paramilitary knives with 550 cord wrapped around them. And, uh, you know, under those conditions, a uh, 550 cord can be very slippery, actually. It's made out of nylon. So, you know, while it looks great and it looks very military, it's just not, it's not the best grip that you would need for actual knife combat.
2: Justin, what about the sheath? What's the best way to carry a combat fighting knife?
0: How you carry your knife is really based on the environment that you're going to be carrying it in. So a soldier is going to carry a knife differently than law enforcement is going to carry a knife and differently than the average Joe citizen is going to carry a knife because the needs of that knife are, are different. A soldier is going to need ready access to the knife. Okay, so let's start with, you know, for everyday carry for the average Joe, you know, you want it to be something that you can, you can have readily available but it's not going to stand out as here's somebody who is quote unquote carrying a knife. So it's not uncommon to see people with a, a pocket knife clipped on the inside of their, their front pocket, which is where I carry you know, my, my everyday carry knife. So it's, it's, it's clipped on there. I can easily slip my thumb down into my pocket, pull out the knife, and extract the blade very, very quickly. Uh you don't want things that you'll find in a lot of tactile catalogs for civilians like neck knives and things like that. While they're easily concealed, they are not gonna look very good in in court for legal reasons. It looks like you were trying to go covert so that you could eventually attack somebody with it. It's just a little bit it's a little bit too military like. Um the other thing is that if you have a pocket knife that's inside of a case, then you have to open the case to get the knife out, which can be difficult, especially if you're in an actual knife fight in your ambush or something like that. So I prefer a, a clipped, a, a knife with a clip on it that you can just clip on the inside of your front pocket. Now if you're a, a combat soldier, then you don't need to worry about having a folder. You never know when you're going to be in close quarters combat if you're in a combat zone. So what you need is ease of access more than anything. The best, the best consideration for that is going to be to use something that's fixed blade, with the sheath. So, um, you know, when I was in uh, when I was in the military, I would keep my fixed blade knife on the left side strap of my assault pack. So it was right over, you know, my shoulder strap. It was on the front. I could reach over with my right hand and pull it down from my shoulder strap and easily access it. It was fixed blade. I didn't have to worry about opening it. And because I was in a combat zone, I wasn't worried about somebody seeing me with a large combat knife. Now that's going to be different for somebody that you know, can't carry a fixed blade or doesn't want to carry a fixed blade because you know you're in a civilian or even law enforcement scenario. Now, when it comes to something like a survival scenario, again, you want to stay really covert. You won't. You don't want to. Um, you don't want to show your knife, like on the the strap of your your bug out bag or anything like that. Again, it, it anything that gives you like a military like appearance or shows other people that you're more prepared than they are, eventually can make you a, a target. So you want to stay more covert with it. Again, with the choice of blade, I like to be more of a fixed blade for combat purposes, especially in something like a a survival scenario where you are, you know, essentially it is like a combat mission in a way. So. Um, if you are going to carry fixed blade for survival purposes, in order to have it handy, what I recommend is that you do a horizontal sheath on your belt. Uh preferable uh, place is going to be like in the upper, like I'm right-handed, so it would be on the front of the belt, left-hand side of of where the snaps are and the, and the zipper. So it would be on the belt there. You can usually, with, with most sheaths, you can kind of rig them up so that they can fit, instead of going on, like, instead of being clipped on the belt, they clip on the belt loop of your pants, and then a lot of them will have, like, uh, some grommet holes in the the very bottom of the knife sheath that you can also attach to one of the other belt loops. You have to kind of mess around with, with the size of the knife that you get, so you might not be able to go, you know, huge Rambo knife, but you'll be able to find a good fixed blade combat knife that will fit in between the belt loops. Um, this, is prefer- this is preferred placement because it gives you ease of access. It can also go under a jacket or under a shirt, so you can you don't have to show it. And it- if you're wearing your bug out bag, the strap will go generally above it, so it doesn't interfere with the bug out bag itself. It doesn't. It's not uncomfortable when you sit down or lay down or anything like that. So, uh, so that's my preferred placement with a fixed blade for survival purposes.
2: Jeff, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk about combat knife fighting today, a topic that's personally near and dear to my heart. Now, for those looking for more, even advanced information on knife fighting, we invite you to check out our Combat Knife Fighting series at www.mastertheblade.com, where you'll find even more insider secrets for using a knife for personal defense. And now, until our next ISCQC Survival Broadcast, train hard, stay safe, Prepare
1: now. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment.